0: You are listening to the Venture Scale SaaS Operator, the podcast where we interview founders who are actually in the trenches. We talk about the transparent journey of how they built their SaaS companies, how they grow them, and what they would do differently if they would do it all over. Hey, folks. With us today, Francesco, founder of PopUp. Super happy to have you on, Francesco.
1: Hello, everybody. Nice to meet you, Nicolas. I'm really happy to be here with you today. So let's start with the most important thing. What problem
0: does PopUp solve and for whom does it solve that?
1: Okay, so we play a really important uh, role uh, in the ORECA and the retail industry. Basically, we help uh, uh, bar, uh, restaurant managers uh, and everybody who own a venue to address uh, the digitalization of their uh, uh, retail activity. So what uh, everybody, so we we all know that uh, nowadays it's really important uh, to have a digital footprint, uh, for example, uh, to be on the social media, to have a digital menu, to have a website that is not just a static content, but something that is uh, every day updated. So we basically uh, launched in, into the market a really easy and plug- and play solution for these people in order to address uh, their digital uh, footprint on a daily, uh, daily basis. So basically, with few clicks, uh, they can address uh, the, the menu, they can address any kind of discount and promotion, they can address orders, they can easily uh, communicate with their uh, people. Uh, we, we end up uh, with this uh, solution after a lot of... Uh, you know discovery and a lot of interviews because uh, uh, you may know that it's, it's really hard to to work with this uh, with these people with this niche so everybody know, knows the problem of the digital the digitalization but nobody knows what what this uh, really means because uh, digitalization is everything right so um, the real problem for these people is time so they don't have time. To communicate. They don't have time to uh, look for solutions. So we, we managed to create something really plug and play and all in one to address the specific issue, which is how to communicate easily with their customers.
0: How did, you started back in 2020, how did you initially find
1: the problem? Uh, well, in, in the very beginning, in 2020, the solution we wanted to provide was more on the end customer side, so the, the people, everybody. So a solution that, that was to give a real-time experience in a, in a venue. So imagine you are a customer, you want to know everything in real time. So what's the offer, Who are the people inside, everything. So our main focus has always been the customer experience. In 2020, we started from the point of the end customer, and now we are mostly working with um, the, the, the owner of the, of the, of the value. Uh, this, uh, the main reason was uh, the business model and uh, also the, the go-to market. Uh, so that's why we, we moved uh, from the last uh, piece of the value chain to a, a piece which is more in the, um, in, in the first step of, the, of, of this value chain. Um, also, we, we have, as many startups, we have done some pivoting, and we launched the actually <laughs> during the COVID. So it was really hard for us to get feedbacks and also to go to the market because everything was closed. There wasn't this much attention to this kind of topics in the very beginning because everybody didn't want to to listen. Everybody were really uh, frustrated at the right. So the first year was, uh, was quite tough. Uh, so we, we made some pivoting and we actually had the real go-to market of the product we are selling now has started in February uh, 2022. So it was uh, over one year and, and then half that we, ba- we basically have been stuck in the, in the COVID situation. And then tell us a bit about the, the funding of your startup, how 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 did you fund it, and how much did you raise so far? So um, it, it was pretty much bootstrapped. So we started uh, in 2020 with uh, 40, 50, 50 thousand, okay. And uh, in the in the three years we raised uh, about one hundred thousand in cash. Uh, so mostri uh, has been uh, family friends and fools as, as we usually <laughs> say in the, in yeah. the industry uh, recently uh, we got a grant from the italian um, government uh, because we we started a project an acceleration project uh, funded uh, from the um, italian go- government uh, of uh, so it was the um, tourist uh, ministry who funded our startup because there is a really huge project in Italy for the, um, uh, the Italian, let's say, tourism uh, and, di- and digitalization of this niche. And we have been selected uh, over um, under 20 startups. So it was really, really cool. Except for this, it's everything uh, bootstrap. So we have this accelerator, the Italian government, and uh, the, the founders, the initial founders.
0: Interesting. So a very... A, a question that might might go into the personal. How did you initially put in the 50 grand? Did you just like you and the co-founder just saved on your day job and just like threw the money in? Did you yeah. do some
1: consulting to earn that? Like tell us a bit about like the super early days. So Let's say the, the team. So the idea was my uh, my idea. Uh, I reached out to a um, friend of mine. So we, we were actually friends since skew. I school. He's an IT engineer uh, we made up a bunch of uh, slides, uh, and, um, the idea, and whatever, and then we we managed uh, to raise this 50k a- around uh, our private contacts. So we it. we we came out with this uh, pitch, uh, we explained the idea, and uh, somehow we managed uh, to, to raise the money. Of course, uh, uh, o- over 50 percent of the 50k was our money uh, because we. I was a consultant, uh, and the, my the other co-founder is also an IT consultant. We we we, we actually worked uh, during the project, so we I went full time uh, a few months ago. So just for for you to understand that it was a really long run. Uh, what I can say for other founders, uh, it's uh, it's a. Uh, it's not, it's not like uh, you. the first two, two months uh, you get uh, uh, 100K, to 100K, you close the preceded investment. So sometimes it takes time. So it can be one month uh, or it can be two years.
0: If you need to hire the right developers and ship fast, then React Squad is for you. A boutique agency that specializes in React and only works with fast growth startups. Visit reactsquad.io to learn more. I, I would love to stick, on that, stick to that point because first off, congrats on going full-time. That's amazing. But then it's quite, a long, it's quite a long time from 2020 to a couple of months ago to stick to it part-time. Because in the end, like, you have to do something to, to, pay the, to pay the bills and then work on your startup how did you manage that? Like on the on
1: the mental on the mental side. Yeah, it's um, it's really hard. It's really hard because uh, after some time, maybe you don't see the results. Uh, you you may give up. Uh, on the other side, you you get some more results. Uh, so it's like a roller coaster. So it depends how much resilient you are and how much uh, you you want uh, to achieve the the goal of the. Of the startup of course uh, it can be also a mistake uh, that we we stick to this project so so much time and so you you never know for us uh, every time uh, we we were about to close uh, we the very last point uh, we always found some uh, new uh, news some something that gave us uh, some new energy and uh, we are still here after uh, a while that's uh, and uh, i I know
0: that too, that basically you have those hard months and then there comes like the week or the day where something good happens and that li- literally like put, like recharges your batteries so that you can go yeah, for yeah, another couple of hours.
1: It's, it's exactly like this, because um, just for give you an example, in the last uh, two months, uh, we closed this uh, new fundraising, we got a new patent... Uh, and we are closing a new, really important partnership with one of the most important influencers in Italy. I cannot say the name uh, because the news is not uh, official uh, yet, but uh, uh, I can tell you that uh, it's really from one day, one day to another, uh, you can have that w- switching point uh, that turns, off, turns up the, the valuation, uh, let's say, 100%. So it's really... Something you cannot uh, predict. It's uh, it's a lot of work, uh, and you never know what what can happen the day after.
0: Yeah, and then let's switch a bit to like the tactical day to day. I have a bit of a background in the in the industry you're in because the first startup which failed in the end was a was a restaurant says basically like a, a a gastronomy startup, and for me it was horrible to get clients like it was such a drag I, I i cold called restaurants i went there the owner wasn't there even though we had we had an appointment set i was there like three four five times until like a 100 euro month deal closed so for me at least in germany i know how hard the industry can be how do you get clients
1: right now uh, for your startup so uh, this is a really good point and it's actually one of the let's say the most common uh, uh, com- the most common comments we we got from investor uh, on the scalability of of this uh, uh, niche because uh, as you said it's really tough uh, uh, to do the out- outbound right to so cold calling cold visits in the very beginning we started like this as well because you, you get to know your your customer so I personally interviewed over six hundred uh, uh, prospects from. Uh, uh, called uh, called callings or or visits, so it was a really a lot of work, uh, and, uh, and 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 we we understood that this channel uh, couldn't be the channel uh, to to scale, and this was also the feedback of of many uh, investors, uh, and that's why we struggled uh, a lot in the beginning. Now we are uh, achieving the scalability. I, I cannot say we we achieved what we want, but. Uh, uh through web marketing so mostly user generated content so we we run uh, uh, advertisement on uh, on meta and uh, tiktok with the uh, u- uh, user generated content we we also are using a lock in strategy selling uh, not only the software but uh, the all in one solution so for example we we sell those uh, you know QR codes and yes. then in order to make uh, easier uh, uh, for the customer to understand uh, how we we give the solution, so um, I think the challenge uh, is uh, communicate with these people because they are really busy. They don't really know what they need, so you, you have to somehow to dig into their uh, heart and and try to to get the you know the the loyalty, the trust uh, in order to sell them uh, what you want to sell. So this is really hard, but um, I believe that, uh, that um, actually what we are doing is uh, user-generated content that I think it's really, really good. Uh, they have a really good commercial rate and also using middleman channels like, uh, let's say, uh, beverage uh, distributors, uh, marketing agencies. Uh, so all, all these kind of businesses uh, which are uh, between us uh, and our customers. So they are already had some trust.
0: Yeah, let's, let's split those two because I think both are very interesting. So let's go into the UGC at first because I know that a lot of like e-com and like B2C brands are using, U, uh, using UGC to, to sell product, to move product. But then how, how is your funnel? So you have someone of like Fiverr or Upwork create that UGC content. You, you create an ad out of that on like TikTok, Instagram yeah. Reels, Facebook Reels. And then is the, do you drive them to a landing page and retarget them? Is it like basically a call to action to book a call? Like, take us to the nitty gritty here for founders. Oh, who, I mean, who, I'm not sure I want to it disclose it well, this maybe. information if our competitors are listening <laughs> to this, uh, this podcast. Then, then let's, for, for the, let's keep it like rough enough uh, so that no one can really steal it. But just, like, just generally, because I, a lot of people do like code outbound SEO, LinkedIn, but I, I didn't... I don't know too many people who use UGC for SaaS. So just... Yeah.
1: Educate us. (laughs) So so, uh, our idea, so our guess uh, was to sell the product, not the software. So we we are showing uh, the end products we we use uh, in order to drive the customer, the the guess, uh, in in our experience. So we try to um, make uh, the uh, the, the bar manager, the restaurant manager in the shoes uh, of, uh, of the experience uh, that we we'll have in their, uh, um, in their venue using our product. So it's not some sort of um, video or some sort of um, email where you explain uh, the, um, the solution. It's more about uh, I'm, sending, I'm showing you how the QR code or the NFC menu uh, is in the, in the restaurant. So they see, they don't see the, the complex thing behind. They just see how we look like in their, uh, in their um, venue. So they, they, in their mind, they say, okay, this is cool. Why I don't have it in my, in my restaurant? And then they reach out, reach out to us and basically through either a WhatsApp uh, number or uh, email. And we then explain the, 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 the whole thing. So we try... Not to explain uh, complex things uh, online because um, the, the simple, the, the, let's say, the simpler uh, is the communication, uh, uh, the better is the result. So this is at least what I've seen uh, with this niche, because uh, you, you, know, I, I know that it's B two B, but it's actually it is uh, more B B two C than B two B then you may think, because it's not a large multinational company, so you don't do uh, LinkedIn out- outreach. It, it doesn't make sense. These people are not using uh, LinkedIn. Uh, they, 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 they stay on the social, they scroll, and they, they see stuff. So it's like a normal consumer uh, customer. I love that. And th- so you're basically, in a way, selling
0: like the dream outcome that a guest just Feels, feels comfortable and loves the experience with like the NFC tag or with the QR code and then the restaurant owner like, damn, I want that in my cafe and then DMs you in a this way. Is exactly how, how it works.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's cool because uh, my, we, 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 uh, we didn't expect uh, this result. It was just a trial for us, but uh, these campaigns are running better than other campaigns uh, that are more focused on uh, functionalities or other more complex uh, stuff i
0: love that and then how much did you like initially so for for me with paid ads the only thing i'm always concerned about is okay how much money do i have to spend until i see that it works because like in the end if you sink like 10k 20k into a campaign then you're like ah shit it didn't work out that's always painful so what what's your testing budget like if you set up such a campaign
1: uh, we usually start uh, from uh, 10 euro, maximum uh, 50 euro per, uh, per campaign. Uh, I, I, I mean uh, per day, so 10 euro yeah. per day. Yeah. per. Uh, and we run uh, several tests uh, with different copies, uh, different hook, uh, different uh, uh, call to action. Uh, we run that uh, for a few days. Uh, we monitor the, the KPI, you know, the click-through rate. Uh, all, all these KPIs, and then we we see okay, this is good. We we look at how many visits we have in the in the shop, uh, and then we we see okay, we are, we are spending uh, ten. Okay, with this ten, I I made uh, ten. Let's say okay, it's fine because uh, maybe I, I I will do other ten uh, with the, the subscription, right? Because we sell the solution and we sell the subscription. So for us. Uh, it's not all important to make money. It's in, in the very first moment because we, our business is made also uh, by data. is made by users, active users. So to be to be really honest, we don't know yet uh, the business model. We it will that will be because we we are making some money uh, from the SaaS, some money from the solutions we sa- we sell. We prepare also reports uh, with some interesting data. And also we are, um, as many uh, in, in, the, in the last couple of months, uh, we are working on uh, AI as well. So as you know, it's, uh, it's really important to have a big storage of data as of now. So uh, we don't really know if our business in the next uh, couple of uh, years will be the SaaS itself or uh, will be actually the data we hone uh, through, um, through our um, menus and uh, all our pages. Got it. And then as the last question before
0: we wrap up, what's something that now like end of 2023, you know and you learned that, you, that would be super valuable for the old you in 2020 when starting that business? So what are like one, two or three
1: learnings uh, that really impacted you? Well, this the first one may be kind of uh, the the classic, uh, you know, the class the classic comment. But uh, uh, maybe we we went to the market too too late, so we focused too much on uh, on the, the MVP. So we spent uh, a lot of time, a lot of money in the first MVP. While uh, in the end of the day, I cannot say it was uh, let's say that that we spent that money. For um, we, we wasted those money because we 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 made some things. But uh, if if I could uh, could go back uh, to the few, uh, to the past, uh, I would spend le- less money and less time in the first MVP uh, for sure. The second thing, uh, probably, we had the period we we gave up on uh, ads. Because we we thought they they we we, we in, the, in the in the first trials with with uh, with the ads uh, we thought okay our business is not good for uh, ads um, it will only work uh, cold calling uh, the the outbound and uh, after uh, years one year and something I actually uh, found the the actual key on now to to work on uh, on the web marketing as well. So that was also a mistake because we you need uh, to test. Uh, you need to try different things. Uh, so you you never know. Maybe the, the answer you have today is not the same answer you have in uh, three three months. So you you have to keep uh, trying and uh, and see. Try to understand why it's not working. So you you cannot say for granted. Okay, this channel doesn't work because. Uh, it, I think if you try and you find the solution, every channel can work. So, it's, a re- it's more a matter on, of uh, finding uh, the, the strategy to make that channel work. Uh, over, uh, I think the third error, it's uh, probably in the first round we made with the family and friends, we, we made some mistakes on the cup table. So... We didn't have uh, that experience to understand how must have been how, how it was supposed to be a cup table uh, good for uh, a path uh, within the VC industry. So with some, uh, uh, let's say, staker already, uh, you know, blocked for uh, for the the, the upcoming rounds. The, the you know the. The first time we didn't uh, have uh, the idea of how how these kind of things work. So we had the cap table to be fixed. <laughs> so yeah. we now now we are good, but uh, it took us uh, money and uh, time to fix the cap table as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. Fixing a cap table can be really, really nasty. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it, it is it is nasty. Yeah, I confirm. <laughs> okay, good. Francesco, super happy to add that
1: you came on. Uh, Thanks for all the insights. It was a pleasure, Nikos. You're welcome every time. Uh, Feel free to call me.
0: If you like this episode, then you'll love the SaaS Operator, a weekly newsletter brought to you by Early Node, with actionable insights from SaaS experts in the industry delivered right to
1: your inbox every Tuesday for free. Visit earlynode.com to subscribe.